Podcasting live from San Jose, California, it is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I am one-third of your host, Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One, joined by my man, Dave Ma. What's good? Hey, good to see you guys. Good to be here again. I know, and uh, just full transparency, we've talked about this album before, and uh, in some in some ways, I wish I had a memory loss about that, but <laughs> having said that, always, always great to sit down and talk about one of my favorite albums ever. I remember you're the boss. Um, <laughs> Nate LeBlanc. What's up, America and uh, parts of the UK and Australia? Because that seems to be who listens to That's us. Our um, yeah, this album is great. I love it. We have interviewed Dell about it in his home. Um, right. One of the highlights of my journalistic career. And a very funny thing happened last time we did this um, when we were about to record. We're at Damone's place in downtown San Jose right now. And a car alarm went off oh, like right. right when we were about to record. <laughs> and there was literally no need for it. <laughs> Ever. Welcome to the Fourth Street experience. That yeah, that that was on time. Uh yes, No Need for Alarm is Dell's second solo release on Electra. And I think reading Dante Ross's Son of the City really helped me get context on this record uh shout out to dante ross um and how it was put together but before we get into no need for alarm um i'll pose this question is i wish my brother george was here slept on i think for me personally i heard this before i heard my brother george which sort of skewed um sort of my absorption of my brother george um listening listening back my Brother George is an incredible album and super well done and solid. Yeah. Um, Sunny Meadows is, is a longtime favorite of mine that stands out. Um, but it's, you know, from our conversations with Dell, I remember when he was talking about Deltron and he was like, and, and he made it and the reaction from his homies from the neighborhood, they're like, what's this weird shit that you're on? You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like No Need for Alarm is like the Dell album in terms of he gives you what we now know as Dell yeah. and his work. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's minimal. It's minimal in the sense that it <laughs> it's really beats rhymes and life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And um, the cohesiveness of the production I love. Um, casual produ- produces, A-plus produces. Shout out to uh, Stimulated Dummies and Dante yes, Ross, sir. who produced a um, couple tracks, Boo Boo Heads being one of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those albums that, Again, and this isn't di- this isn't any diss. It's not like it's an album of like crazy depth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a philosophical album with, with messages uh, strewn throughout or anything. But 
It has one message. <laughs> it has two messages. Right. Whack um, MCs are whack. MCs are yeah. whack. And he had some growing to do around women. That's right. Um, that's <laughs> which, right. Which we will get into. We'll get into. Nate is, I wish my brother George was here, slept on? It's properly rated okay. because it's like venerated by huge fans of like DJ Pooh and the Lynch Mob and Sir yeah. Jinx. It's in the Ice Cube cinematic it, it, it's universe. It's in the Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. uh, no, wait. Are we there yet? Um, that was wonderful the it's it's so different tonally it has the big george clinton influence there are songs i love um i i almost it's almost two albums it's like high rodell fighting with ice cube Mm -hmm. Mm dell and high rodell wins and that this album is what comes out of that i much prefer listening to this though I think I might have told you guys this. I went to a campground called Stumpy Meadows <laughs> over the summer, <laughs> and my wife was like, please stop singing that horn line. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Contemplate a rhythm with a hunch. Exactly. Um, That's hilarious. It, like, cook us some hot dogs for brunch. No. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, Anyway. I love Sunny Meadows. I love Pissing on Your Steps. I love Wacky World of Public Transportation. I I don't actually love the song Bob Dabalina. Um, There's stuff about it that's kind of weird and dated and very early 90s and very L.A., actually, I think. It's of its time, It's of its time. Mm -hmm. Um, If if someone wanted to – it heard about Dell and his amazing name, right? Isn't one mm-hmm. of the best things about Dell his Absolutely. moniker? Like Absolutely. I remember standing, I had a Dell shirt that I wore for many years. It's like the like drawing of him um, in oh, white, like so on a blue good. shirt. Oh, yeah, and I remember yeah. standing in my mom's kitchen when I still lived at home, and my auntie Paula was there, and she's like, "Oh, what's that on your shirt?" And I was like, "That's Dell the Funky Homo Sapien." And she was like, "You say what now?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, like it was a short conversation. She's like, "I don't understand anything of what you're talking about. Like, let's move on, kind of thing." I said, "I don't care who you date." <laughs> <laughs> we love you no matter who you are, honey. Um, but he just picked such a, a wild and um, kind of uh, demonstrative moniker for himself. Yeah. So that's that's who you're dealing with, right? Yeah. And in this one, you see that he's not this kind of wacky L.A. Dude who happens to be Ice Cube's cousin, he's like a vicious MC right. who, who writes these crazy battle rhymes directed at anyone and everyone, yeah. and just on a much darker palette with cellos and jazz drums right. and crazy bass lines. And so, I think it's properly rated. And I, I think if you want to learn who Dell is, as Dave said, you should start here and then go back. And then go back. But right. maybe that's just how I absorb it's, it. It's right. a, it's a prequel. Yeah. Um, I wish my brother George found me as. You know, an Ice Cube O-file, like I was an Ice Cube stan at this point. Um, And it was this interesting departure where you had elements of the street knowledge sound deployed differently. This is like Dell's America's Most Wanted. Like, it's (laughs) just, it goes in in a slightly different direction. Um, And so I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. This is interesting. Um, And it has some really, there's some really good songs on that record. Whereas No Need for Alarm has some really good songs in a different way, in the traditional way of like old school rap from the East Coast, like No Need for Alarm kind of speaks to that, the song form and structure and all that. I mean, I'm sorry, I wish my brother George was here, has more of those type of joints. Songy songs. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. These are just long verses. Right, right. Yeah, they're yeah. like, they're screeds. Um, but I feel like No Need for Alarm 
for me starts on the B side of Dr. Bombay from I Wish My Brother George Was Here, mm. where Dell has the song Eye Examination, right. which was huge. I mean, I can see the Dr. Bombay cover. I don't know if Nate brought it in his bag. But, I only um, brought stuff related to this record, but I hear yeah, you. Yeah. Um, that, for me, is like a launching point and one of those times that you knew. There's these little moments where I'm like, oh, shit, rap's different. That this was that this the eye examination joint was that for me. Um, the sample was really weird, and he starts to go into this. I'm just gonna rap. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no real chorus. There's no real what's the song about? Who knows? Like he's just going in and rapping his ass off, and I feel like that energy carries into um, no need for alarm, which. To read uh, Son Which of the City. Which is an hour of that. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right. To read Son of the City, the, uh, Dante, and, and Dell corroborated this when we did the um, panel discussion with, with uh, Dell and Dante Ross at Amoeba Records, that Dante had to go in and be like, this record sounds cool, but we need some more choruses. Like, we need mm-hmm. some more structure. Yeah, a little bit more structure. Apparently, Dell had just kind of turned in, like you said, Nate, just like verses um, over over beats. Um, but isn't that what we want? Yeah, that is what I want, <laughs> and that's what rap has become, which is great. Right. Yeah. Um, a funny thing uh, Dell told us, and I don't remember if it made the final edit or not. What Dave and I's conversation with Dell was released as a Wax Poetics um, podcast, okay. and if you look up Wax Poetics's the magazines. SoundCloud, um, it's still there, and uh, he said he just wishes he had named the songs whatever it says in the chorus, yep. <laughs> because he cannot remember what yep. the actual titles of them are, and he just thinks of them as what's in the title, and that's like, Dell has made a lot of songs at this point, he's oh, made right. a lot of records at this point, he's a completely different person than he was when he made this, so it's so interesting um, to hear that, and it's kind of a, I love a clever album title, as you guys yep. all know from listening to this podcast, but there's something to be said for if you're like, in Belgium and you have to remember what song to tell the DJ to play and you don't know this dude just yep. being straightforward with it. So oh, um, I always found that very amusing. Yeah, and this album seems to be more of a return to form. I know that um, George came before, but um, I remember like in the early 2000s when the Hyro Oldies stuff came out. Yeah. And those Dell songs from the Hyro Oldies are more reminiscent of No Need for Alarm right. than they are of George. Yeah, he's so he because he's kind of out when he's not inside the industry system, right? Right, of having to make like an album, like he's making an album in '91 to compete with what Main Source, like there's shit like that that he has to contend with. Ice Cube's catalog, Ice Cube's hand is definitely on this record. I think uh, he didn't need to be so produced, is how I would put that. Mm. I think they were like, "You're my weird cousin." Yeah. And we're going to make you famous and you're yeah. going to fit into what we're doing and you're going to be the left field of yeah. this Option. kind of like gangster funk centric uh, universe that they were building. Like I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of that lynch mob record than most people probably are. Mm-hmm. And I think like there you could see Ice Cube setting up his franchises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dell yeah. was the one furthest to the left. Right. right. Yeah. But it turned out that was not Dell's future. Dell's future was in Oakland with the dudes from High Row. And just rapping. Right. It wasn't his future development. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great record. Great. We need to do a Patreon. I'm going to tell you guys a corner story. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's Dell kind of breaks away from Ice Cube and the Ice Cube sound. 
and he gets into this other space, I think this is an interesting moment in the sense that we don't see this again, or maybe I should ask it as a question. Do you feel like there has ever been a moment where a more backpack record has had a larger platform? This The video for... Um, for Catch a Bad One debuted on MTV. Crazy. Wow. Like Crazy. that's that's how big that was, they had right? Some pull back then. Right. Right. Um yeah, so I'll pose that I'll pose that to you, Dave. Has a a straight up backpack record ever had this type of platform since? Oof. Maybe not platform in terms of impact. I mean, uh, there's a few that we can name, right? Sure. Um uh, Fun Crusher. Sure. You know. Um but yeah, I mean, th- this definitely was platformed. I mean, I, I it ki- it kind of sucks to sort of hit, to know the backstory and how things sort of went south after this and how yeah. things got shelved and you know um, and as a result, like future development was delayed and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this might be it. I mean, uh, everything about it is pretty iconic to the uh, cover art which Nate's holding right now. You know, um, when he's sitting in front of that pagoda, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting that a lot of the aesthetic that we talk about when I say backpack, to me, is kind of all coalesced on this record. Like it was around, there were elements of it, but I think it really coalesces here, Nate. It, it's funny because uh, my only rejoinder to what you're saying, which I basically agree with, is yeah, there's two: uh, ninety-three till infinity and fear itself. Yeah, you know what I right, mean. Like right. uh, I don't know that Electra was that much bigger than Jive or anything like that, but like. Right. Um, that was that was a really dope moment, and that's it's not the start of underground rap. You have to include DJ Premier and uh, sure. Tribe and Daylight right, and many other right, things right. into that, but it's it is the biggest moment for backpack rap, which has this come to be used as more of a pejorative, like right. an insult almost, and not not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we we like love that, and I, I've actually thought about this many times. I I actually think Dell is wearing a backpack on the cover of this, but he's not. He's, he's just not. holding a right, he's holding right. a boombox, but he yeah. might as well be. Yeah. You you get the sense that if he was out for that day to do a photo shoot with Carl Posey, who Dave and I had a uh, funny interaction <laughs> with when we were looking for images uh, from this that we'll tell you about someday if you run into us in person. Carl Poser, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> he. Probably had his backpack. Cause where is he keeping that boombox? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And his BDs <laughs> and his and BDs his, and his know, weed. Yeah, yeah. All seen stuff. him around town. I mean, with yeah. a backpack. Totally. You know, he'll definitely have a backpack on, right? Yeah. It, aesthetically, I mean, we'll talk about the cover in a bit, but it, it definitely fuses together this whole aesthetic. Which you're you're absolutely right. Um, Souls of Mischief demos were were kicking around too at this time, and it was it was especially in the Bay Area. I remember there was this kind of groundswell. We have to remember that even a year after this, like Saphir comes out on a major right. label. Like right. there was a moment in time where the the attention of the world was focused to this very interesting little subgenre. And I think of this record as like the best of that tradition. Yeah. Pick pick an iconic jazz record from a time. This is that for us in a in a sense. Um so let's get into it. It's not the most accessible record if you weren't around. At that time, but Nate, if you had to pick a jam for for the normies, Th- this is funny. Um, uh, this is exactly what my note says. Worldwide? Question mark. There kind <laughs> of isn't one. Um, this is not a record for the uninitiated. Like, if right. you don't like cascades of lyrics touching on 
various topics, like mainly about how other rappers are not as good as Dell. Yeah. Like you're not gonna like this record. So yeah. it's not it's not meant. It doesn't have a party jam. It doesn't have a jam for the ladies. It, it doesn't have a reggae song. It doesn't have like <laughs> a lot of times when we've been talking about like kind of like hardcore hip hop records in this way. I'll point to something that's almost like a novelty song, mm-hmm. like yeah. Alcoholics Only When I'm Drunk, right. and that's the only way I could kind of get the this entry in. point. Yeah, right. and worldwide is famous among those of us who love this record because Dell introduces a character called Unicron yes. and people of this age will all immediately get that reference yeah. um, from Transformers and it's actually Dell with his voice pitched up which became a much bigger thing on other records later but this is Dell's version of it and it's um, he does like a back and forth with yeah. this other brilliant uh, you brilliant. know younger record and it has like and I know this sounds bad it has kind of like a carnivaly, cartoonish. Oh, definitely cartoonish. Uh, beat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see the carnival, the swirling. Yeah, yeah. and like, um, and so in that way, I know that doesn't sound like it would be a very good rap song, but it is. <laughs> it I works. love it this works. song. Yeah. yeah. So if if I had to, if you know, a, a normal person was like trapped with me in the car and I had the aux cord because I'm driving, right. I'd be like, oh yeah, try this. And just see what they would think of it. Okay. You would at least try to run worldwide, yeah. but also understand if they're like, it's what the fun, fuck? It's fun, right? I'm like elbowing them. <laughs> yeah. You know that's Dell? It's both Dell. Can you believe it? They're like, I don't know who Dell is. <laughs> Dave, um, I mean, pick? I would agree with Nate on the worldwide part, especially in terms of representation of the album. I mean, the cover looks like a comic book. Yeah. And, you know, worldwide is like, Zoink say zap, zap, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. very like. You know, it's like when you watch like the old Batman, where it's like pow, kaboom. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's what that song sounds like. Um, yeah. My cut on the album is "Catch a Bad One." Um, yeah. Just the way it starts with the low uh, violins, and to hear it later reprised on uh, Deltron's "Madness," I think uh, just just beautiful, just beautiful, yeah. and just reminded me of how much I love the album. And um, earlier we were talking about like um, for another episode, um, uh, songs that kickstart an album. And this is one of those, like, out-of-the-gate out swinging. Yeah, I think if I had to, I would pick Catch a Bad One, but I'd make them watch the video. Mm. I think the energy of the video, again, if we're talking about the backpack aesthetic, um, I think it all comes together there. It's like the whole Hyro crew are in the control room. Right. Dell's in the booth. I mean, we could do some research and see, like, there were probably in-the-booth videos before that, but that's, like, one of the most iconic and he's like rapping his ass off right and so if you're talking about rapping about rapping which you know only a few people can do that well now uh del was at the the height of his powers and if you don't like that one then this just isn't going to be for you like to your point like it's not yeah so this isn't a super accessible record um but nate what is your jam um, you guys already took Catch a Bad One, which it definitely would be, so I'll, I'll pick something else, and I'll just I'll just go Whack MCs. Yeah. It's just like yeah. um, if the album had a thesis statement. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's it's, it, you'd think it would be either the song that has no need for alarm in the chorus or the one that's actually called need no need for alarm, but it's actually <laughs> Whack MCs. Um, and uh, they probably don't know this yet, but their time is up. <laughs> uh, this so is like a hate letter to all Whack exactly, MCs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's the opposite of... Uh, <laughs> Like, let's all be together. Like, we were just yeah. talking on, on a previous episode. I don't know if it's going to air after or before this, but there's no spoilers for a record from 1993. <laughs> we were talking about how um, Tribe Called Quest made a point to, like, 
uh, be really inclusive right, on that yeah, record yeah, and involve yeah. their community, especially on the cover art. Yep. Dell is like the opposite of that. It's like you're, you're either in high row and down with me or it's fuck you. Right. Yeah. And like, right. and then here's like a 48 bar verse about how you're an <laughs> idiot and your breath smells bad right. and I don't want to be around you right. and you shouldn't touch the mic and you should quit. Yeah. And like that, I'm just showing you rather than telling you how great I am at rapping by just wrapping absolute circles around you. Yeah. And so yep. that for me, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. That's, that's so much of what this record is about. And I wonder because in the kind of good life freestyle fellowship world, um, that is also a major theme. Yes. And, and I, I wonder like, not, I wonder I was, I was around. Um, it's, to me, a lot of that is in response to rap is getting more poppy, sure. right? So there's sure. this idea, you know, I, I want to think Dell wouldn't talk about an MC Hammer in such terms, but... The Bay Area I, connection and right. all that. Yeah, right. I, I want to feel like, but I do feel like there was this sense that there were a group of folks who understood the craft and were, like, carrying on an unspoken tradition, and then there were, like, poppier acts, and I feel like a lot of this record is him taking this platform to rail... Totally. Antithesis. Yeah, of, of being like, this is not Vanilla Ice, right? right. Um, Dave, what about what about you? What is your absolute jam from this record? Um, well, I, okay, I might have messed up, messed up the prompts because I was <laughs> talking about Catch a Bad One is my jam. Yeah. Um, well, the other one I was going to bring up sort of for the normies would be Worldwide. Yeah. You know, because yeah. um, it sort of exudes fun. And the sort of it's the funnest thing that happens on this record. It is, it yeah. is, it is. Yeah. And you know, again, I mean, so so brilliant in in terms of, I mean, it made people be like, "Who's Unicron?" <laughs> for a second, there was a real controversy a where folks thought Unicron was a real like protege of Dells. I remember that. Too. Right, right. So, um, totally. I mean, so if it's for the normies, I would be like, check out Worldwide. It's fun, you yeah. know. It's fun, and and a big part of this album that for me is. Um, you know, some some of the heady stuff isn't fun to rap along with, right? You know, but th this <laughs> album is just so fun to rap along with. I know yeah. every word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like a trumpet player that go that weaves in and out of like s minimal beats. And the same way that like you get enjoyment when you rap along to MF Doom, like it's oh yeah, it's but the joy of of the way the words come together, but with with a little bit of spite, not a, more than a little bit of spite. And I feel like definitely at that time as a younger man. Like, I really identified with that. It's artsy spite, which right. exists yeah. in every scene, right? Yeah. If yeah. we ever release a record or executive <laughs> produce a record, I think we just found the title. Totally. Because um, that exists in every scene. Any any group of people who feel they know about a thing right. develop a sort of arrogance, totally, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, we have a whole podcast about it. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a core yeah. part of what we do like here. self-marginalized. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah. Us against the world. Yes, exactly. And, and I think this is articulated for rappers um, on this uh, Catch a Bad One in particular is kind of like almost like a national anthem like yeah. at, at a time. Um, all right, let's 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 talk about best three-song run um, on this album, which is an interesting prompt given that the songs are really similar. Right, totally. Totally. There isn't a ton of like variation in in content, or even sonically. Like a lot of the beats um, come from a, a similar palette. But Nate, what would be your three song run? I'm just gonna cheat 
because I do think they're the three best songs and they're all in a row and they happen to kick off the album. <laughs> but it's all it's almost not worth even saying, but uh, we've done a lot of these right. and like it's there's it's usually there's an argument to be made for the first three songs on the album and on this one I truly think this is the best three song run on the album and like if this was an EP Oh god, like Kill. Dell would be the the biggest legend. Yeah. Like it's just like all killer, no filler, right. hilarious album or song title in Urine Shambles. Yes. <laughs> it's like this totally. is very indicative <laughs> totally. of Dell's uh like kind of mastery of language. Like who yeah. who's saying that? Right. You know you're what in I mean? Shambles. Yeah, it's right. like your your Fuck. whole shit is fucked up, dude. Totally. It's just like you just like you can't even be dealt with right now. You're just yeah. in shambles. Is this and proto trolling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly. That's an interesting take. Um, <laughs> but and like Dell is like a very online you yeah, know, person presence. in his way. I think more in like a gaming definitely, um, definitely. space, but uh, as far as I can tell. But I think um, it's just masterful rapping, crazy beats. We talked about the the catch a bad one beat. It's just um, for me some of my favorite stuff. That's produced by Casual, and uh, I think one of Casual's like great works of art. Yeah, um, you have to wonder. Did he want to keep that one for himself? <laughs> well, I know he wonders that now. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he killed that shit. Too casual about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was casual Friday or what? He just, <laughs> just passed out the beat. So, yeah, I know that's not the most exciting answer, but you're in shambles. Catch a bad one into Whack MCs. Like, you just get a huge sense of what's happening on this record. You hear some amazing internal rhymes. You hear some, like, decent choruses that don't, like, to fuck up the flow, yeah, and it's just it's just really really good. Um, I've told this story now. I feel like many times on here, but like I really got to know this record because it's one of the only tapes I had, and I would listen to it on the bus. Yeah, and this it's was a bus. It's a bus album. This totally. was about the bus ride to school. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like if I which was, is also hate filled. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, so it's like I would I you know I could start my day when I'm. 13 years old listening to these three songs and then go in and like kill some algebra or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just think uh, an excellent start to an excellent record. Dave, would you disagree? I, it's impossible to disagree I with that. Know. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, this isn't like an exciting take, but definitely those three are pretty much the synopsis of the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I mean, kicking off the album, um, the, the song titles and, you know, catch a bad one. Everyone's in shambles. Everyone's a whack MC. Perfect. You know, and you know, speaking earlier, I mean, on the production tip, it's like, it like I said, it sounds cohesive. You know, like if you yeah. were to tell me, yo, that was all A plus or something, I'd believe it. You mm -hmm. know, but it's it's really like it's a lot of people involved, and I think everybody was just really tuned in to this sort of rejection of you know the mainstream kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's it's where the game starts to to kind of. Uh, fracture. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I want to have a contrarian take here, it is the <laughs> it is the first three songs, and I feel like, you know, um, there's not really a strong argument to be made <laughs> for any other three song stretch um, because it establishes what this record's going to be about, and I think the other songs right. are just elaborating. Okay. On yep. those premises, with the exception of one, boo boo heads. <laughs> Let's have the boo boo head discourse. It's uh, it, the song has not aged well. It's, 
it's hilarious. It's objectively right, right. hilarious to call someone a boo-boo head. Totally, totally. Um, it sounds like a little kid who doesn't know swear words yet yeah. got exactly. really mad. Exactly. Like, my uncle was a teacher for many years, and he has told this story, like, at our camping trip many times. Like, he, like some kid in his class, I think, like, a second grader just got so pissed off at him once. And he was like, you underwear head <laughs> and that was like the worst thing he could think of in like Ooh. a second grade mind and Dell has done like the you know 22 year old hip-hop version of that by Absolutely. i don't know if he coined it or if he just popularized it but i just i don't know any other boo-boo heads i don't references. i don't think i've never heard that I've term it's just a funny thing else. to say it's a, it's an incredibly raw misogynistic song Dell, we talked to him about it he right. kind of feels bad about it these days right he it's not like you know, one where he's standing behind every lyric and like he's just calmed down a lot and he's learned a lot about other people and about women and he's come to a different place in his life and that's really beautiful. Right. Um, and, you know, big shout out to Dante and the SD50s. It's a good song. I loved it when I was a kid. And, and yeah. Dell performed part yeah, of it. It was yeah. really cool to see him do the first verse, right? Yeah, yeah, and then kind of put it down, which I think that's appropriate. Yes. Right. That's the appropriate right. way to handle that, to be like, this was good, but let's not get all into Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Right. Yeah. Set it aside. Everything's cool. Um, yeah. Um, a song that I want to bring up that I don't think we have talked about a ton is Wrong Place. Yeah. It's it's at least narrative. Sure. Sure. So in sure. that way, it's a little bit of a different flavor. That's true. Yeah. And I, I think it's got a great um, chorus. And I think um, you really see Dell's storytelling chops, which really shine on the first album. Yeah. Like one, yeah of the he great, had one of the great things about yeah, Brother George is that Dell tells like really detailed and like. Um, Stories that make sense. Yep. They don't. He doesn't drop the narrative just to rhyme or nope. to make a, a joke or a point. They're, and they're, they're colorful. Cohesive. Like he totally. he really paints a picture. Yeah. They're sure. full of characters and stuff like that. And um, if I'm I think Wrong Place has a video as well, right? Yep. It's black definitely. and white. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Not not the highest budge, perhaps. No. Um, and we were struggling. I don't I don't know if it's all in black and white, but we were watching it and we were struggling to figure out. There's a white dude in there, and is it Dante? <laughs> like we were trying <laughs> so hard to figure out, um, but yeah, it's 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 a story, um, but it's not really actually about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like if you have hash in your wallet, <laughs> and you're leaving. <laughs> they talked about you're leaving this, Amsterdam. Right. Yeah, is that the wrong place at the wrong time? Right or Very predictable like, place at the most yeah. predictable <laughs> time? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you you know customs exist, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, they found it as wallet. You just can't call it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. It's a little change of pace. I, I do wonder, though, and I wish I would have asked Dante this, it almost has the feel of a, hey, Dell, we don't have another single right. for this record. Can right. you do something that's, like, tangible? Like, can you do a um, some type of song with the narrative? Because I believe, if, if I'm remembering it right, it was Catch a Bad One, that it was, like, uh, wrong Place, Wrong Time as the second single, third uh, single. Oh, I don't remember. I thought Wrong Place was the first, but I'm not good at Sort of um, which was before. I don't think these have dates necessarily, except for the yeah. year. Um, wrong place and catch a bad one are the two 12 inches that I have in the bag here, but I can't tell which one which came one out came first. first. Okay. And on the album in the little um, Hyro logo, it it shouts out catch a bad one, no need for alarm, and then no more worries oh, featuring right. hieroglyphics, which it doesn't feature all of the cats in high row, but you can tell he really wanted to get that in there. So yeah. those were the ones, I don't know which decision, what order these decisions were made in. I wasn't paying that close of attention or buying records at that time, but those are definitely the two, uh, the two twelves. And I, if I had to guess, I would think that 
catch a bad one came first, but I don't have any current evidence for that. I mean, I have my memory, but that that's just notoriously faulty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm given a, I'm not. Um, yeah, I I feel like. So are we calling Boo Boo Heads the skipper? I I would skip Boo Boo Heads, but if uh, if we were to pick another Dave. What's a what's a skip for you on this album? Um, this one's easy, and and I know like you know Boo Boo head, Heads is uh, certainly misogynistic and hasn't aged well, but I love the song as yeah. as an aesthetic track. Yeah. Um, for me, it's um, in and out. Yeah. Um, I, I just every in time one I ear th- and out the other. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> every every time I hear the, th- I can hear the hook in my head, and it's so boring, and it's so boring. Which is weird to say because it's not to say that that song is that different from any of the other songs. Right. But, um, yeah, it's when it's I hear that hook. the power of a bad hook, though, right? Right. Or, or you know, what's worse, a bad hook or, like, an underwhelming one, you know? <sighs> Probably bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this one, yeah, um, would be mine. That would be Do you have a skipper? Uh, my skip would be Check It Out. Mm. Okay. Um, kind of slow, kind of after we've heard – the MCs have been pounded into a fine dust for about <laughs> ten tracks, right. and then we have a really slow-paced one. True, um, true. That's the second-to-last song. So that that to me was always a skipper, and I feel like of this era, I remember the skips really vividly because that's when you'd have to use your Walkman battery right. to press fast. Forward. You actually would have to press if you yeah. if you really couldn't take it. If you'd you have just to, you had to exert literal energy. You, you, exactly. You were and, draining and timing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, if you go too far, you know, there's just, yeah. Yeah. There was, it wasn't, there was an art to it. And it, I think that's in part, I can only speak to my own experience, but I think in part, that's why albums mattered so much at a time. A, an, an album that, for instance, a DOS effects, which has five amazing songs. Right. And <laughs> like five filler songs uh, spread across two sides. Yeah. That tape was a nightmare. Didn't that's a rock bummer. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I had to like chop it up and make it part of other tapes, because the good songs were so good, but the not good songs would would eat up all your battery life. Just Siggity so sucked. <laughs> no Mass Effects. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that would be it for me. Check it out. Feels uh, gratuitous on this album. Um. It not. We've moved on from Skippers. We're just kind of talking about the album now. I, I would like to talk a little bit about No More Worries. Yes. Um, Snoop, not not Snoop Dogg, right. uh, the Hyro Snoop, uh, doesn't have a ton of appearances over the yeah. course of his career, but like his line where he's like, I'm the hardest artist going far, is one of the funniest things I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Yeah, it, well, finish it. Yeah, uh, jack off on Jupiter because I'm shooting for the stars. <laughs> now Nate, Nate has has long uh, quibbled with the the astronomical right aspect. It's, n- it's not correct from a like a you know scientific. Nate sense. deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to steal joy, like my name's uh, like my cousin Neil. But um, it's hilarious. just it's a, just a hilarious thing to That's say. Cool. And uh, for years I was like, because the way this is laid out, it's kind of hard to tell. Snoop is on the next line, so it just looks like it's. Lyrics by A plus Dell Casual, yeah. and then it just on the next line it's like Snoop slash, and then they start giving the publishing info. Interesting. And so I was like, "That's not Casual. No. He has a very distinctive voice. It's not A plus. I know yeah. ninety three till infinity like the back of my hand, and it's certainly not Dell. So who the fuck said that? Yeah, and right. it, it, Snoop had a had sort of a mystique about him um, of extra prolific. Right uh, was right. the Hyro affiliated group, mm-hmm. and their 
release that didn't come out till much, much later was one of those kind of holy grail. Yeah, there's I this re- other group. It's I called remember. Extra Prolific. It's, there's yeah. Snoop in there. Um, and so I just remember being like, oh, shit, that's the dude they're talking about. Ah, mm-hmm. This does sound dope. Um, and so, yeah, that, that Dell, if, if nothing, not if nothing else, Dell, on top of being an amazing rapper, was the RZA of his, of his rap yeah, nucleus, right? Yeah, he's definitely, he used his spot and his platform um, put everybody on. To put yeah. everybody on, as he details, and don't forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't forget. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he really does a good job of, like, making space for the talented homies to come through and do their thing. It's one of the better, I would say this, of rappers that, like, bring along, quote, unquote, protégés or people under their wing, uh, Dell probably has the best crop. Like, mm. Most rappers bring along somebody who's clearly inferior to them. Right. Used right. to hold their weed, whatever. Right, like, right, and you're just right. like, dude, why are you foisting this person upon us? Huh. But almost everybody that Dell helped to bring yeah. to the fore Let was me amazing. introduced Souls of Mischief. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I think sometimes rappers are. Um, it's an ego thing. Like you don't sure. want. Sometimes I think folks don't want to be that closely associated to a group that's just as good. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, or, or even better in some instances. So um, Dell as connector, Dell as a minister of whack MC stomping um, <laughs> just just kills on here. Let's let's talk a little bit about the the cover itself. Which Nate, you're a good barrier guy. You're a barrier backroads guy. <laughs> uh, this uh, pagoda-like structure is very findable in Oakland. Um, I've oh, been, is it? Okay. I've been. You can go. It's kind of near Jack London Square. Like around fifth. Uh, I don't. Fifth? I don't know the exact coordinates right off the top, but um, it's it's a little underwhelming when you when built you up the mythology in your head since you're a little kid like yeah, me. Right. You're, you're like, oh. Interesting. Yeah, that's shot from below. It's uh it's yeah. it, it's interesting that it's there, but it's not it's it just didn't loom as large. Like I, I was obsessed with this cover when I was a kid. I love how Dell did all the hand styles himself. Yep. I love his his hand and like the way he wrote everything, his little Hyro logos that he sneaks right, in, the right. way that Amazing. they used the old school cool. electro logo. I was a huge comic book fan at the time. Obviously he was as well. Yep. He's got the boom box. He's got the hoodie. He's got the Detroit Red Wings cap. He's got all so these weird piercings. Smoking beaties. I thought for sure yeah. he was smoking a joint for years until I learned what beaties were. <laughs> right. Even um, it looks like he's wearing sweatpants and a yeah. Superman is dead shirt. It's right. just like he just looks so accessible. He looked like a kid. He looked like mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just more talented and better at rapping. And um, it's just there's so much of Dell's personality in this. And um, it's just so Oakland. It's like this right. is what Oakland looks like. It's just right. there's like houses. Things have a little bit more personality than just your average bland suburbia, but yeah. it's all about the bright blue skies. Right. Um, there are some great photos of Dell in the yellow um, uh, crew neck sweater and his bucket hat, oh, where he yes. looks so fucking cool. Totally, it just it just like it just like the coolest person, and that has borne out after meeting Dell many times now. <laughs> yeah. um, he's just such an interesting cat. He's always had his own sense of style, and um, I think this record cover is the most he ever got to contribute because as you talked about it's like on a big platform yeah they had some budget yeah the machinery to do something like this strange for the time it's two lps 
Love um, it. it. It has like um, four different sides. The songs are spread out, which means you could actually play it. Many things at this time are on like little flimsy single mm -hmm. LPs that just sound terrible. Yep. And um, yeah, it's just it's just a good record, man. Um, the cover is really important to it and was really important to me, especially. I think the use of photography here has to be noted in that um, that was big at the time to like have a really cool photograph. To me, this is like it has echoes of Check Your Head. Um, in terms of like how the artist is captured, um, but also kind of part of this bigger scene. I've I've always loved the cover. I I've always loved that photograph, and to me, it it's Dell from this point forward is just uh, this is like the sourdough starter of all <laughs> the other shit he was gonna do. That's like it just you know Deltron just takes it just takes some of this the yep. right the sour Dell starter yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and you have another you have the catch a bad one I have the catch a bad 12. one twelve inch it's actually a uh, I guess it's a bootleg um it's I should a get a real I should get a real one you can always tell from these made in England stickers uh, um, I, I really need to upgrade my copy of this. Though. Um, it and it doesn't sound amazing either, but um, No More Worries and Whack MCs are on the B-side. Yep. Catch a Bad One has a remix, yeah. oh. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and the remix is by A+. I've played that out a few times. And then I have a OG of The Wrong Place, Wrong Time, 12-inch. They use, like, the magazine cutout, like, ransom note. Yeah. Um, aesthetic. Love the green. Love yeah. the green and, totally. and orange. Totally. This is, this is a great record. Uh, wrong Place. LP version, casual remix, LP instrumental. Don't forget yep. LP version on and the B-side. And then the Undisputed Champs um, yes. featuring Q-Tip and Pep Love and J-Biz. Dell self-produced. And this like just sends his, like it, just like this bat signal to the hip-hop heads. Like fucking Dell and Q-Tip. Amazing. Right, the, totally. the, the merging of those two, almost like heads of state. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and the West Coast contingent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the representative. This Undisputed Champs was a huge joint in the sense that it introduced us to Pep Love. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who starts yep. off um, the song, and it was, it was mind-shattering at the time. Um, uh, he says, I exemplify a pimpified Mac acting like this shit, nigga mashing rappers with a passion. Woo! <sighs> 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 Take my breath away. Um, <laughs> it was such a big thing. And again, in the same vein that like Snoop was this kind of underheard um, prospect within that group, Pep Love kind of held a similar status, right? Um, and again, good on Dell for bringing his boys and then totally. having Q-Tip come on. And if we could, because we just, we just talked about Midnight Marauders a little while ago in an episode you probably heard already. Um, can we talk about the fact that like Q-Tip can kind of jump into any feature and kind of just freestyle his way around it? Yeah. yeah. Like his verse here is not as right, sharp right, or killer right, right, as right. the other ones. I remember they pull out when he says anal. Yeah. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. You know what I mean? But like he has anal. so much swag and, and, yeah. and just the voice, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and I think um, Q-Tip is savvy enough and like, you know, very much at the top of the world right now. But even he's like, he probably had heard Souls of Mischief before they came out. They're yeah. label mates. He's like, yeah, I can rap, but not like that. Not like that. I'm not going to try. Not, that's right. not my thing. Yeah. Like to just go bars like so, like these dudes are crazy writers. I'm, right. I'm projecting a lot here. Absolutely. I don't know if he felt that way. I don't think Q-Tip needs to be intimidated by anyone, <laughs> especially at that time. But I do know 
that that is not his thing to do like crazy bar fest. Right, right. He's he, like and he the just, abstract brother, and he like brings different imagery, and he uh, sets moods and tones, and interacts with the beat, and is playful and effervescent and fun, not like just killing you. Right, right. But and you know, Dante kind of talked about it when they when uh, they brought souls to the East Coast, and people were like, "Yo, you guys can rap." Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure there's some of that that did happen. Yeah, there's definitely a mutual respect there, and that song was huge in terms of, like, um, qualifying what Hyro was doing, right? Like, uh, Q-Tip on, on top of the world at that point. And Electra's, I mean, roster that they had at that time had some real hitters, like Branuvian was on Electra at mm. that time. Um, KMD was on Electra at that time. Um, so the, the energy that's around this record, the, the B-sides that came out of it, like, Everything about it just screamed an era and a time. And then I feel like after this, or I should say after 93 till infinity, maybe fear itself, you could say, mm. door closes. Now, now the door is closed. <laughs> like, we never, things like this happen again, but never quite on the scale. You mentioned like a Def Jux, right? Right, um, right. Which is, was an indie movement. Like, the, the majors kind of were like, okay. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Guess what people don't want to listen to? <laughs> exactly. An hour of crazy rapping about people who suck. And guess what they do? Britney Spears. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and rap and then rap has to speak to that, right? And we like I think this is like the precursor to the shiny suit era and kind of all of that, but it is this um and I think this is what the most curmudgeon-y backpacker types cannot get over is there was a moment where this shit was kind of central. Yeah. Where you didn't have to like seek it out, like the videos would come on TV, the songs would come on the radio. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were hits. They, and they were hits. And yeah. I feel like that gave folks a false sense that like, oh, well, this is the way. This will continue forever. Right. No, I think it was this weird moment where the industry didn't know how to exploit rap. Mm -hmm. And so they had to go with the people who seemed like they could do it. Like, okay, that seems good. Uh, you seem like you know what you can do. Let's try to put out an album around yeah. you. And, and that's basically all the music that is foundational for us. It's like yeah. just before the independent movement right. that Hyro was such a huge part yeah. of. And like one of the most commendable things about what they did is how they rebounded from being shelved and dropped and yeah. re-centralized re and did this beautiful communal business thing and revolutionized the internet to tour and right, just like right. so many great things. We yeah. can talk about Hyro all day and often have... Um, but right before that, when everything was funded and accessible, that cr really did create some of the great music of all time. Yeah, and, and because they were on those platforms, now we can see it and enjoy it. It's a collective experience. Had, you know, let's say if Souls and Mischief were like uh, the fucking juggernauts, it would be different. You know what I'm saying? But Souls of Mischief occupy... So, like, if Breeze Bruin was in Souls of Mischief, is that <laughs> what you're saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be fucking disgusting. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Come on, come on. My come on. ears would, like, just Jesus. orgasm. Um, yeah, so this is, to me, and, and this is always the way I remember it, is, like, it was this euphoria. The things that I liked are very central in the culture. And then, like, <laughs> like that shit. Yeah. Door, yeah, door grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> yeah, door closed pretty quick. So this, in that sense, this record has always had kind of a special place. Um, so I think it is worth exploring, though, the question that we've been kicking around. Of its time or timeless, David Ma? I got to say, aesthetically, 
definitely of its time. I yeah. mean, no, nobody's going to put this on and be like, did this come out last year? Yeah. <laughs> you know? True. True. Having said that, I mean, such a timeless record to me personally. And, and yeah. certainly Bay Area history and certainly the whole hieroglyphics ascendant and rise yeah. um, and lore. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely timeless to me. And to see what Dell went on to do with Deltron and Gorillaz, it's like, yeah. the dude, dude had one of the best decade runs of all time yeah. when it comes to rap. And this was yeah. sort of the early seedling. So um, timeless to me. Yeah, timeless to you. Well right? said, Dave. Um, yeah, I, I, you have to, I think, in, in culture at large, it's of its time. But for me, it's an all-timer. It really was important to me at a really foundational time and, like, uh, taught me kind of what I want to be listening to and how, like, I, I'm, I really prize attack when yeah. I listen to rapping. And yeah. not not exclusively, but, like, you look at a ghost face on, right, um, right. you know, uh, Supreme Clientele mm -hmm. and Pretty Tony, and it's like, just like really getting after it yeah. and being weird mm -hmm. and like you, like really vivid Funny. imagery and like um not like a a book smart like i read the fucking thesaurus yeah. approach to language but like a, i talked to people who talk slick my whole life yep. and absorbed different um speech patterns and connotations and um a, a willingness to use uh different kind of words like I, I i really really like that and nowadays rap is so laid back and i like that too and there's a lot to be said for people falling behind the beat and doing dreamy stuff and yeah. that's so much of where rap is now but mm -hmm. like i i love how much dell attacks right this album and um that for me will always like have a place in my like consciousness and my heart and like what i prize about hip-hop so i like dave said it's timeless for me but i understand it's not timeless for everyone yeah i feel like it's a record of its time but also that time period has proven to be somewhat timeless it really looms okay. large. The '93 in particular, we had a lot of fun doing these uh, these wrap ups for the year of 1993. And I don't yeah. know if we're gonna continue this or dedicate a section of next year to doing this. We have some pretty exciting stuff coming up. We want to talk to you guys about when it's possible to be talked about um, for 2024, which sounds crazy to say. Crazy. Um, but it's yeah, doing doing this '93 one, we got to touch on some of the literal best records of all time, mm -hmm. and we we very much consider this to be in there. But we're Bay Area dudes. We might not totally understand where this falls in place for someone who grew uh, up in yeah. Atlanta or New York yeah. or Illinois yep. or Texas. Like e every region was starting to find its voice at that time, mm -hmm. and there were some pretty exciting things happening everywhere. But for us as Bay Areans and as Californians and just as West Coasters in general, it's kind of hard to overstate how much this set the terms. Right. Yeah, this this is a, a seminal record in that sense. And I do feel like the aesthetics of it um, have lived on. If, yes, rapping about rapping isn't necessarily what it used to be, at, uh, a little passe at this point. But um, the, the visual approach, um, the single-mindedness, to say I'm gonna do a record all about this, um, definitely admirable and, and something that's just basically in my my musical DNA. Um, perhaps yours too. Uh, let us know how you feel. We are at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter, at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Instagram. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Dad Bod Rap Pod. If you were on the Patreon, you would have been one of the first to learn about our T-shirt drop. Uh, we got new shirts out in the ether. We argued so much about this <laughs> fucking shirt. You have to buy a shirt. If you're hearing my voice push this air into this microphone, 
go to Merch Engine and buy a shirt. We had so many different ideas. We ended up at something pretty streamlined, and I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. We would love it if you would rock it so people can say, like, oh, you don't really look like you have a dad bod. You're looking pretty good these days. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, us more. Um, yeah, please please cop the shirt. Send us your pics of, of you um, in the shirt. Preferably with pants, but it's whatever. <laughs> if you want a Winnie the Pooh, that shit, I'm I'm here for it too. Um, wrong thread, Demone. Yeah, <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just you know, we we offered that to our Patreon homies first because we really value that community that we built there. Supported well, by the, the time this is out, you're probably it's in the ether. Um, you can check our Twitter. Yes. At Dadbod Rapod, our Instagram at Dadbod Rapod. Um, I don't think we're currently on any other things. Weren't we kind of on Threads? We were on Threads for like three days, and then yeah. I just gave up. <laughs> I just I lost um, I lost uh, hope in it. But yeah, we, we'll be getting the link out and around. Please support it. Supporting uh, the shirts or the Patreon allow us to keep creating uh, this content that y'all seem to enjoy. And just to kind of further tease, Nate, Nate threw out some stuff. We got some big stuff coming up for 2024. We've got some equipment upgrades. We have gotten your, your IT tickets. We understand some of the issues um, with the sound, so we appreciate everybody's patience in that regard. We are music nerds, not audio nerds. Um, <laughs> but, but we're going to dial it in. Um, and, yeah, we got some exciting things coming up, so we – Hope that you join the Patreon. You'll be the first to know about it. You get Nate's radio show, Fly Sporadic, my playlist series, Dim's Gems, and we do special Patreon-only segments um, that kind of are a little looser than um, some of the rap discussions we have. We talk about different things. I want to throw this out to y'all based on a conversation we had on one of the Patreons, Lemons versus Limes. <laughs> uh, hot, hot button topic. Wow. It was a hot wow. button topic. Still getting feedback on that. I posed this to my youngest wow. daughter, uh, and she said, oh, no, limes are just specialty lemons. Wow. <laughs> I was dying. She's That's like, a smart Reconsider everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. Uh, good parenting, Damone. Yeah. So I was like, damn. That, that, yeah. 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 Um, so that's, that's the kind of discourse that you can get on Patreon, uh, for $5 a month or $51 a year. Shout out to everybody that's and been And then there's supporting. like these people who are signing up without paying. I don't understand what's going on with that. So they, it, do they not actually get any of the yeah, posts? Yes. So, like, so you can sign up. We don't have to, have to talk about this on the air. I no, suppose. no, we should, because I want people to understand on some Patreons, you can sign up and you kind of get things like for free. Like we can choose what, what content is for oh. subscribers and what, what right. content is for the freebies. So just know that when you s you subscribe and you don't pay anything, just go to Twitter. Like it's fine. <laughs> like we're not. <laughs> I, I, I we don't have the wherewithal to create like these several streams of things. Uh, our our uh, Patreon podcast, uh, or you know, our podcast network owner operator, Open Mike Eagle, told us when we were setting up our Patreon not to do tiers. Yeah. That yeah. tiers equals tiers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, after and the laughter. After after laughter. After, okay. We all did yeah, the man. same joke. Thank you. Thank um, you. We, 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 we are not organized enough to pick and choose who's getting what posts. Yeah. Only the Patreon homies are getting the posts. Yep. So we love anybody who wants to sign up for anything, but if you you're pay, probably not going to get, get uh, hundreds of hours of exclusive content. If you just sign up, you're probably a lovely person, but you know you might want to move the decimal point a little bit <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. want to get the stuff. Just just a little bit, um, because as we we go into uh, 
this new era, you, you got to support what you love, folks. I hate, I don't get on this soapbox very often, but I do feel like um, if, if this is content, if this is a conversation that you're into, um, nobody else is coming for us. Dad Grass doesn't pay that much um, <laughs> to, to support a whole program. So we do rely on uh, the generous contributions of y'all. And like I said, we're working on some things that will leverage some of the uh, money that we made from talking. Um, so, yeah, rock with the Patreon. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, no matter how you fuck with the program, Stad Bod, Rap Pod. Such an unbelievable pleasure for you to treasure and much needed to make it fat though on another plateau. You beginning to get in the groove, I do it natural as we get jazzy with classy shit to make them hard ass rappers want to blast me. Cause I exemplify your pimpify back and acting like this shit, nigga, matching rappers with the passion. When I get to the try flashing lyrics, I snatch your spirits like a big disappointment. But this here shit will surprise you, devise a plan. A Just barely even registered on the meter. Cause we the niggas at the check 